As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Well, good morning. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 28th. It's February 28th. Is it a leap year this year? Is it a leap year? No, it isn't. It's not. A, the, the volume was a little high there. Uh, it's not a leap year. Uh, tomorrow is March 1st. Can you actually believe it? Um, I can't believe it, but uh, uh, you're going to have to <laughs> believe it because it's real. Um, we have a POEP today. It will be live one uh, one fifty nine. See, I'm thinking in UTC time now, which is good. Um, it will be uh, 8.59 to 9.14. I kind of like it always right at the back end. Um, you're going to have to guess the code today. But I will tell you one thing that today, by the way, is a snow day uh, here in the northeast. And um, beautiful, beautiful uh, white, uh, just you know, angelic, heavenly uh, outside until you have to clean it. Uh, I will not be shoveling at all today. 
I uh, went to the orthopedist or orthopedic surgeon yesterday and um, just, you know, I'm just on a course of steroids, which apparently is awesome. People love steroids. I don't know why. Um, but um, it, it's meant to uh, it's meant to make you feel really good. And uh, I'm just like my whole side of my body, my near my hip, my back is just in, in an awful amount of bother. I think it's just from, you know, just sleeping on so many different uh, – beds and flights and you know and just kind of the 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 turmoil of of the last uh, few months um but you know um steroids will be in hand and uh, I will be on the mend uh I'm going to uh, just uh, put a few photos uh, this is our first snowfall and our largest snowfall by definition of being our first snowfall uh but it's wow it's so beautiful just makes you uh, just you know, realize that first snowfall is just uh, it's something, and it never it never gets old, it never gets old, and that's you know one of the things which I think is like I mean that is in of itself something worth talking about, right? This idea of um, you know making sure that things never get old, relationships, friendships, marriages. You know, it's it's how do you how do you keep how do you keep the spark going? Um, and, um, you know, even like my point being, right, like this morning, I mean, I've been living in the U.S. for 90, uh, since 1997. I've been uh, in uh, Connecticut since 2003. I've been in this house since 2011. It just doesn't get old. I mean, you see that just the grandeur, the beauty of snow, of, uh, of the, the, <clears throat> the tranquility, the peacefulness. Um, it's just, you know, it's just... Um, it's important to take a moment to be present and to reflect um, on just sheer, sheer beauty. Uh, I put some of the photos of our snow day um, in. You can never really capture the beauty. That's the other thing as well. Like I even tried, you'll see one of those photos is a pano, um, which, but it just, it just doesn't capture uh, how magnificent it is. And, uh, you know, and, and, and that's an insight in of itself, right? Which is sometimes a photograph cannot capture the breadth. You know, there, there are certain things that a photo doesn't capture, right? I mean, there's, there are dimensions. There's, there's breadth, there's depth, there's height. There's, there's, um, there's just a certain uh, authenticity of your eyes <laughs> over a photo. And yet, you know, we are, um, there's that, amazing photo i think i captured it i've got to find it and i'll maybe post it as well uh lebron uh set i think he set the record for highest number of points ever scored so he's now the all-time highest point scorer is that correct did i get it right it's the highest i mean he he now holds a record that that nobody else holds and um you just got to look at the to me the photo of him doing that is the most fascinating photo because literally, I mean, it's not the it's not the first time, right? It's not the first time we've seen this. Uh, we saw that that amazing uh, comparison when the last two popes were um, announced. Um, you just see um, how everyone has a phone in their hands. Everyone has chosen to put a phone in front of their face, and in doing that, you actually you've now put something between your authentic eyes. Um, and this two-dimensional photo. Why? Why? To be able to say you were there? I think so. Well, don't get me started on why a poet would be better, but still, 
But there is this, I mean, I, I, I do it. Here it is. I found it. Oh, I'm going to share it with you now. Okay. Wow, that's an eight megabyte photo. Um, go look in the cafe chat right now. And if you are uh, um, at uh, listening at home right now or listening on the commute, um, hopefully not uh, a commute in the northeast because it's a snowy commute, um, just just kind of like zoom in on this photo and like just look at all those phones. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable um, to see um, how and then and then there's like one one dude in the front um, is I don't know. It's probably the like I'm showing my ignorance. Probably the the coach uh, or the manager. Uh, it's he looks a little bit like Larry David. He's just sitting there and just watching, and he stands out like a mile he just stands out there's even uh people sitting next to him on the front row that have got their cameras out to get an even better photo um so you know sometimes we just have to be in the moment sometimes we just have to be able to um just gaze on it with our with our own two eyes and try and capture the sights and the sounds and the five senses um, and and be able to tell that story, tell the story rather than show the photo, especially if it's a public event where there'll be a thousand photos um, that you'll be able to see. I don't know. It's just uh, would love. Uh, um, um, uh, yes, Bez says. Um, yeah, answer that in the general chat as opposed to the cafe chat. Look at you running around. Um, it's uh, he beat Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So thank you for that for that update as well. Um, yeah, so, I mean, how do you do that, right? How do you capture a moment in your mind, in your heart, um, and, and have it with you forever? And, and the reality is, is that like, we live in this world now where, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The, what they call it? The scroll of death, um, with, with, um, with respect to your inbox, you know, just how hard it is to stay top of page, top of search results, top of inbox, um, but even these photos that we capture in our phones, before we know it, they're just sucked into the archive. They're, they're sucked into the scroll of death on your camera roll, um, never to be seen again. Um, and it's funny, sometimes the only way to find them or access them is, is, is memory. That, that's the irony. The irony is memory, where you'd be like, wait a second, uh, I remember this moment in time. Let me find the photo. And so you search by keyword or you search by uh, face or you search by map or you search by date. And so you find the photo. So it's almost like, you know, it just, it goes into an archive, into a vault, into a library until one day you access it or maybe you don't access it uh, again. Um, we, we were in, um, I was in Cape Town now and uh, I was, out to breakfast with a with a Danish guy, and I said, "Oh, you know, you know, my brother-in-law's Danish. My daughter was in Copenhagen uh, for her semester abroad, and we spoke about restaurants. And I said, "Wow, we went to this magnificent restaurant, Michelin star restaurant. We had a five or seven. Uh, it ended up being seven courses uh, with wine pairings because they gave us like you know the amuse bouche, and they gave us a couple of bonus." Um, items as well and I couldn't remember the name 
So what I did was I went into the scroll, the scroll of shame, the scroll of death, whatever you call it. I just got camera roll, camera roll, camera roll. Um, and, um, and, you know, that took a while. And then I was like, wait a second, I remember the date, so should I search by date? But then I went into the map and I just went and collected all my photos in Copenhagen, you know, zoomed in, zoomed out, and eventually found, uh, found the collection of photos and the beauty of it is I still looked at all the photos and couldn't remember the name of the restaurant. So how did I, you know, internet sleuth, how did I figure it out? Uh, very simple, because because the photo is geotagged on the map, I was able to pull up the map and, you know, lo and behold, the name of the restaurant, not always, but often in Google Maps is there and the restaurant is called Host. Um, and And I was able to find it, that way. Um, but, you know, would I have gone back and found and, and looked at those photos again? I don't know, probably not for a long, long time. Um, maybe never, who knows? Um, this is, um, I'm looking, it's, it's apparently one of the world's 50 best restaurants. Uh, it's a Michelin star restaurant. Uh, and, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to now uh, just contact my daughter and say, seriously, this is the restaurant you took me to? Um, but, uh, she clearly has, she clearly has, um, wonderful taste. Um, I'll show you, um, I'll put a link in the back chat as well to show you, um, the link to the restaurant. There it is. Uh, doom scrolling. Thank you, Tim Lynch. Uh, doom scrolling. I'm saying like shame scrolling and strolls of death. No, it's called doom scrolling. According to psychotherapist and coach Tess Brigham, Doom scrolling is mindlessly scrolling through negative news articles, social media posts, or other content sharing platforms. Essentially, it's reading one negative story after another. So that's a that's that's a different context, same content uh, idea. So maybe I was uh, just memory scrolling. I don't know. Uh, maybe we need to coin a new term. So I hello to uh, Praxim Christopher Arturo Arturo X. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Welcome back, Bez, Tim, and uh, Shadows Pub. I thought today uh, on Thought Leadership Tuesday we would talk about you know the the A word, which is which is audience, um, and and you know maybe debunking and demystifying and and being able to just have um, a conversation about how to grow audience. Now I'm I'm going to um, uh, I'm going to disappoint all of you. Uh, off the bat to say, uh, I don't have a clue. Um, I mean, if I'd figured it out, <laughs> I would have, I would have figured it out with my show. I would have figured it out with the collective cafe. Um, it's hard. It's hard. And I think that's the starting point for this conversation. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to grow audience. Um, it's, it's, I think a lot of audience that we see today is fake, is bought, is incentivized, I think people are lazy. Um, I think that there is a massive Matthews effect or, or a modified version of the Matthews effect in play. And what I mean by that, now you've heard me say many times that sometimes um, maybe what I need to do is go on The Bachelor, which, you know, that's my kind of like joke, you know, obviously because I'm married. Um, but, um, but this idea of, you know, the amazing race, Survivor, 
um, you know, the masked singer, I don't know, some, you know, dancing with the stars. Um, oh, wait, I'm not a star, I'm not famous, damn it. Um, but this idea of going on reality television, because essentially all it is, is just a massive Instagram and Twitter accelerant. Uh, it's almost like a, it's a growth hack. And, you know, we, I've, I've, I've never, we've heard a lot about people called growth hackers, which I assume are people that know how to hack the system, how to hack the algorithm legitimately, illegitimately, you know, the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion, but they know the tricks of the trade. They are masters of the tricks and they're able to use those tricks. Um, Again, legitimately, illegitimately, let's go with legitimately. Let's go with the fact that they know, you know, certain keywords and and, and and certain best practices, like, for example, the length of a piece of content or, or, or certain keywords or when to post, what time uh, of the day. But there are all these growth hackers, and, of course, a growth hacker can be someone you would use for a startup to grow audience, right, to get trials or, or downloads of an app. Um, but certainly when it comes to building audience as well. Um, and... Um, and it seems like that's the only way. You need to be able to, you know, when we say hack the algorithm, the other way to think about it as well is how do you beat the machine? How do you, how do you, you know, the Matthews effect, you know, the rich get richer is, is essentially the essence of it is that, is that the odds are stacked against you. You know, you are fighting a losing battle to grow audience. You are, you're doomed. You, you are actually set up to fail. Uh, because the machine will always take you out. The machine is built um, to actually favor and reward the growth hackers um, and and the people that know how to beat the system. How do you beat the system? Now, look, I'm an idealist, and I'm very romantic about it, which means I'm set up to lose, because I believe great content will always win and always rise to the top. But guess what? That's not true. That's absolutely not true, and I'll tell you why. Because if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to see it, it doesn't make a sound. You can have the best piece of content in the world, but if no one's there to receive it, to share it, to you know, to uh, to plus one it, you know, you are all dressed up with absolutely nowhere to go. Um, the world, unfortunately, and the the machine is built um, is is, and the odds are stacked against us. I think that's a good starting point is to realize that you are David taking on Goliath. Goliath isn't your competitor. Goliath isn't another content creator. Goliath is the machine. Goliath is the ability. You know, I went and and just produced this three and a half minute highlight reel um, and, and I went and put SEO against it. Um, I probably spent about $100 on SEO through Google AdWords. Um, I can tell you, that I can tell you the numbers. Uh, the numbers were, um, I'm just pulling it up right now, um, but about 10,000 views, 373,000 impressions, 10,600 views, and more importantly, eight or nine subscribes. So essentially, I paid about eight or nine dollars for someone to subscribe to my channel. For me, that's the goal. For me, the goal is not the view. For me, the goal is the subscribe. But it is a painstaking process. And, and that's why I said my first, my first point of view is how do you grow audience? I don't have a clue. 
Um, and, and I actually thought what might be in, and I've got some thoughts, don't worry. Um, but I actually, you know, one of my ideas I've always believed is from the few comes the many. So for example, if we take seven people that are here in the audience right now and myself, right? So so seven people, the real question comes down to, I think if I was able to take each and every one of you and put you on a slab and, and, and dissect you and dissect your brain and understand who are you? How did you come to find this? How did you come to find me? In in many cases, I can I can probably say at least three of us have one community in common: Bears, Christopher, and Billy. We have we know that that's where it came from. But there are other members of that community. Where are they? Why are they not here? Could they be here? Should they be here? So that's one thing. And then we look at you know at at for example at at Tim or or Praxim, you know and. And so I think sometimes what we do is we're so focused on the next customer, on the next audience, on the next viewer, on the next level of growth that we overlook what I call first customers. So I need to be able to kind of walk my own talk, eat my own dog food. And, and so if someone was – I thought to myself, what would, what would happen right now if this was an AMA and someone came to me and they said, Joe, how do you build audience? You know, And, and let's assume for a second – that let's assume for a second I'm standing on stage. I've just delivered a keynote in front of a thousand people. I was hired to do that um, as a keynote speaker. And that's the question from the audience. Hey, Joe, how do you build audience? Now, I'm faced with uh, three paths, right? First path is kind of bullshit my way and, and make up an answer, right? Uh, second one is to be completely honest and vulnerable and say, you know what, honestly, you know, that's a great question. I don't think I know the answer, um, because I'm trying to do it myself, and it's damn hard. Or what would I say to them? And what I would say to them is probably the same advice that I should take, which is first customer. So first customer is a concept that I came up with in, in Flip the Funnel, and I believe wholeheartedly in it. It is grounded and based in a little bit of theory, which is the fusion of innovations, right? The innovators are the first 2.5%. Then the early adopters are the next 13.5%, early majority 34%, late majority 34%, and laggards are 16%. You need to be able to look at your first customers in part as innovators. Actually, the reality is it's a Venn diagram, right? So you've got some people that are, by definition, innovators because they're there first. Other people are just there, just sometimes luck, sometimes dumb luck. Sometimes they just stumbled upon you. Sometimes you just caught them on a good day or maybe a bad day, who knows. Um, But that intersection between the people that found you on purpose and found you by accident, that's, that's a sweet spot. Now you've got to be able to figure out who they are, what makes them tick, and how to, in a way, clone them or find more people like them. The thing that gives me the most... I would say, motivation. The thing that keeps me going the most, and I heard this and I think it is, I've heard so many versions of it. Nate Woodbury, who was on my show maybe a year and a half ago, he said, the world is searching for you. They just don't know who you are yet. So I've heard different versions of that. Like everyone is looking for you. They just don't know how to find you. Um, That should give each and every one of you that is, written a newsletter that is, you know, built, that has looked, you know, that is, uh, whether it's Substack, whether it's Medium, whether it's your own community, whether it's your own, you know, coin, the Elevate coin, whatever the case may be, this should give you, 
whether it's quite frankly Alpha Collective, whether it's Joseph Jaffe is not famous, whether it's the Collective Cafe to go, it should give us all the most encouragement in the world. There are 8 billion people on this planet. I think it's 8, whether it's 7 or 9. Let's just run, let's just call it 8 because it's, you know, like the number 8 infinity turn on its side, blah blah blah. So, how many are we really looking for? For me, um you know, let let's start off with let's start off with with um eight thousand. Does anyone want to help me? Because I'm not very good at math. Uh, what is eight thousand as a percentage of eight billion? So if anyone can tell me what that is and put that in the cafe chat. What is eight thousand as a percentage of eight billion? And I'm just looking at the chat right now. Praxim put a a, a nice little cartoon. It says we're producing plenty of leaders. I just hope someone's turning out enough. <laughs> someone's turning out enough followers. Um, uh, for you, the king of all SEO is Google, Google Analytics, AdWords, SEO efforts focus on getting ranked and linked with the rise of OpenEye Chat GPT. Are webmasters going to realign efforts to Bing webmaster tools so that they can become part of the Bing AI chat sources? Um, I don't know. You tell me. Um, so 8,000 out of 8 billion. If you look at that, it's small, right? So uh, I guess... It's really small. What's that? Is that a hundredth of a percent? Is that a thousandth of a percent? Um, oh my goodness! So Tim says is zero point zero 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 one percent. Now that doesn't sound that hard, does it? To go out and find that zero point zero 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 one percent. You know, I was uh, as I said, I was talking to my sister yesterday morning, and I was saying, you know, I've been really bad at doing some of the most fundamental exercises um, that, that are needed in terms of building audience. And, you know, I think also the problem is when you are creating content, especially prolific content, especially on a day-to-day basis, you don't have time to stop and smell the roses. You don't have time to pause and reflect and introspect and actually ask those vital questions. So what are the vital questions? Well, the first vital question is who is your audience? And and I and I, I think I mentioned that yesterday, and I, I struggle with that because I was like, everyone's my audience. No, nope, everyone is not my audience. Ultimately, right now, if I was to look and 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 draw a line between the people that are in this room, remember, there's now a podcast, and there are people listening to the podcast as well. What do you all have in common? What connects you? What binds you? What has connected you to me? Who is the audience? Sometimes we actually need to start with this exclusionary statement, which is not everyone can be your audience. So who isn't your audience? Maybe that's a different question, right? Maybe that's a better question. So for example, I'd say, well, you know, the corporate executive is my audience. Really? Because the corporate executive is not really hanging out on Discord, are they? They're just not. Um, So maybe the corporate executive isn't your audience, whether they were on Discord or not. 8 to 9 a.m., you would think that that is the perfect time in this work-from-home environment. People are commuting. It makes sense theoretically. It makes sense intellectually, right? You heard my intro. You hear my intro every day. That, you know, whether you are on the treadmill, whether you're taking the kids to school, whether you're commuting, you know, whether you're walking the dog, um, who doesn't do those things? I don't know, maybe someone that lives in the city, Maybe someone that has a short commute. Maybe someone who, uh, you know, who doesn't feel like they need to learn anymore. 
So sometimes maybe the best way to figure out who your audience is is to exclude who your audience isn't. Now, the biggest problem for me and the biggest challenge for me is answering the question about the problem. What's the problem being solved? That's probably my biggest, my biggest challenge because I don't honestly have the answer. You know, when, when I think about my show, Joseph Jaffe is not famous. When I think about creator coins, the Jaffe coin, the, the Elevate coin, when I think about um, this virtual coffee, I don't know that there's a problem being solved or is there a problem being solved? Now, here's the thing, and this isn't a hack, but it's sometimes instead of beating your head against the wall um, and trying to solve a, solve a problem or come up with an answer that you can't come up with, the best thing to do is ask someone else. Get advice. You know, what is the problem being solved? Is there a problem? Now, again, I believe I'm an ideas person, so I believe sometimes the answer is just come up with a solution. You know, again, as I was saying yesterday, if, if I asked consumers or customers what they wanted, I would have designed a faster horse, said Henry Ford. He probably didn't say that, uh, but we've attributed it to him. So, but, but ask. So I, it, I surmise that right now there is an acute problem with respect to a lack of connection. That right now we are searching for meaning. We are feeling a little isolated, a little alone. That this new work-from-home reality has made it maybe a little bit more lonely. That we are now constantly in our offices as opposed to, not that the cube was any better, not that the commute was any better, but at least we're hanging around our office mates, around the proverbial water cooler in the cafeteria at the Xerox machine, making small talk, telling a couple of jokes, and what do we have now? So I'd like to believe if, if there isn't a problem being solved, on the flip side, there's a solution being provided, which is start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with, with insights, with inspiration, with motivation, with something that, you know, uh, I, I even did the exercise the other day and I said, well, what does Joseph Jaffe is not famous bring to the table? And actually what I came up with was, was uh, almost three, th- well, three things, right? Education, inspiration, entertainment. So the education is information, thought, leadership, insights. You will be smarter from listening to these conversations. Inspiration is number two, motivation, skills, life hacks, you know, um, the ability to say, I feel better about myself. I feel better about my life. Um, you know, meaning, purpose, all of that. And then the third is entertainment, fun, irreverence, experience. You know, it, it ladders up to this idea that business does not have to be boring. Business does not have to be boring. Conference calls does not have to be boring. Status meetings does not have to be boring. So when you put these three pillars together, you actually have a unique approach, a unique solution, but a solution to what problem? Now, if I'm being very, very self-critical, you know, um, I could say that until I figure out who my audience is and until I figure out what problem is being solved, I will never grow. I will never come up with that solution. I will never be able to take it to the next level. 
Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. But for me, I think a big part of it comes down to, you know, thinking about each and every one of you today. How did you find me in general? Right? I have I've touched a lot of people in my life, in my career. I have been in front of tens of thousands of audience. Perhaps the challenge or perhaps the um the mis- I don't want to say mistake, but perhaps the now when I look back is I wasn't capturing those names, those email addresses. I wasn't building relationships because I would stand up, everyone would cheer, uh, a few people would hunt me down, you know, at the cocktail party, but I wasn't being smart enough to realize that with every audience of 100, if only one person, two, three, five, ten, came with me on that journey, you know, a Tim Lynch sitting in an audience, a Praxim, you know, in a breakfast, these kinds, and Arturo listening on a Twitter space, these are the opportunities for us to, everywhere we go, it's almost like the Pied Piper. You just go on your journey and you play your flute and every now and then a couple more people join you. I don't know, maybe if it's the Pied Piper or maybe it's, it's uh, Forrest Gump going on his run. Little by little, you know, every little bit counts. So that's the one thing is never waste, as they say, never waste an opportunity to bring, to invite someone to and on your journey. Number two is to be very singular and focused. So I was on the Beancast on Sunday night, this podcast that I always uh, am with, and I I can choose. I, I can promote 25 different things if I choose to. But I can also, I can also just choose to be very singular hey, the only thing I want you to do, if you're going to do anything today, is just come and try out my virtual coffee. Monday through Friday, 8 to 9, if you like something live. And by the way, you can comment in the cafe chat and you can come up onto stage. We do that actually uh, in earnest every Friday. Everyone does that. We call it No Agenda Friday. And on Thursday, we do live book reads. And actually for the last two months, uh, regulars, our barristers have actually come up with with books, super bosses, and turn the ship around. But you can also listen online. You can download the podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast. And if you like this idea of these daily insights, and of course, you know, there are show notes, which our AI bot helps with. So, you know, if you like the topic, then you can stick around and otherwise you can miss it because, you know, this, is, this happens every day. Part of the charm, part of the value prop is the consistency of it. You know it's there. You don't have to use it, but you know it's there. So that's one way. You know, never waste an opportunity and be focused and be singular. Another one, of course, is the power of the referral. So it's the ability not to command, not to demand, but to invite, to incentivize, and ultimately very gently to keep reminding, hey, Shadows Pub, hey, Tim, hey, Bez, hey, Arturo, hey, Chris, hey, Praxim. It would be so amazing if today you could tell just one person about these coffees. Bez has done that a lot. He's brought in different guests at different times. I have a feeling, but I could be wrong, that Bez brought in Shadows Pub. 
not everyone is going to stay, but some will. And um, Praxim said, ironically, I found you via rally.io. Quite ironic it worked until it didn't. And Shadows Pub said, that's correct, Bears did. So you already see a couple of very interesting uh, connections. One was, you know, through another community. That's where I met Christopher. That's where I met Bez. Um, Two is Rally.io. Well, I can say if one good thing came out of Rally.io, it was meeting Praxim. Shadows Pub came in through Bez and stayed. Bez has maybe brought one or two people before. They didn't stay. That's okay. They don't have to. They might be back. But I'm a huge believer that if every single one of you today, so Shadows Pub, now the ball's in your court, right? Every one of you today brought in two new people. Well, think about that, right? Just think about how suddenly six becomes 18. And now every one of those people, let's say bring in one person. Now we've got, and of course I'm talking about the other people, so that's another 12. Now we're sitting on 30. Is it that hard? Is that a challenge that each one of us would be up to? By the way, you know the first person should be to start it? Me. I'm the first person. I'm the person that should actually not just tweet and, you know, because again, I don't know that any of these social media platforms are really going to uh, gonna make it. NGMI, not going to make it. They're all just, you know, bot-infested, spam-infested, gaming-infested, buying followers-infested. They're not really lead-gen, you know, magnets. Social media platforms, by definition, are really about connecting. And even LinkedIn, for example, LinkedIn is not really the the quick hit, the quick lead, the quick... You know that I mean the 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 quick hey come to my you know come to my uh, virtual coffee, but certainly LinkedIn you would think would be better than maybe a Facebook or maybe um, a Twitter. But that that's not my point. My point is what I need to be doing is going out and reaching um, four or five people. In fact, I should you know I'm going to take my own advice now every day. Identify five people, send them a personal email or a text message or a DM saying, I would love it if you would come and try out our virtual coffee. Either 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you can make it, or subscribe to the podcast. Here's another little technique. I would love to know what you think. I just love you. I'd love you to try it. I'd love some feedback because... Your feedback means a lot to me. And and I'm legitimately talking to people where their feedback does mean something to you. Otherwise, it's disingenuous. And, um, and specifically, what you would do to change it, what you would do to fix it, what you would do to grow it, because that is my number one goal. Uh, Praxim just wrote, I read a fascinating statistic that the searchable data on Google has dropped due to a couple of key platforms being unsearchable or difficult to search, those being Reddit and Discord. Those communities and their content are walled gardens of a sort. Now remember, what I call Web3 and what I call Discord is what I call the sum-to-sum model, not the many-to-many. 
The many-to-many model is social media, is the conversation, is the tonnage, is the viral, went viral. The many-to-many is realizing is when you set your profile to public, where you really are just ultimately, this is really just ultimately a media play. But the sum-to-sum is closed. You can't be here in the Collective Cafe if you haven't downloaded Discord and if you haven't joined Alpha Collective's Discord channel. And then you have to show up. Now, having the podcast makes it a lot easier. Now, there are two different ways to connect. That, that, that's another, um, I, I would say, tip, which is, you know, they call it, whether you call it omni-channel or multi-channel, Give people more opportunities to consume your content. And guess what? The more likely they'll be to consume your content. So you can get your virtual coffee live, as all of you are doing this morning, or you can download it after the fact. Now, for me, in my mind, I have to realize that this content must be as compelling to the people in the audience as it is to people that are listening. So occasionally you'll notice I'll throw out a couple of, and if you're listening online, because, you know, but I'm also mindful of the fact that I don't want the people in the audience, you here right now, to feel like, who's he talking to? Is he talking to us or talking to them? On the flip side, I don't want people listening online to be like, who is this Bez? You know, why, why is he always mentioning Tim Lynch? But that in itself becomes a little hook. Hey, I'd like to meet this famous Tim Lynch. Who is the... Uh, the, the Mythical Shadows pub. I'd like to be a part of this small group, this small team. So it does work both, and I, trust me, I, I haven't thought about this formally or in a, structured, <laughs> in a structured manner until like just now. But this is another part of it. Sometimes the ability to articulate, to mastermind. You know, um, what I thought of initially was, was, and maybe we'll do this, is invite you all onto the stage. And, and we all discuss this together. We all brainstorm together how to grow this audience, how to grow Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous, how to grow Alpha Collective, but also how to grow your audiences too. It's not just my audiences, it's your audiences, it's our audience. Oftentimes, there's so much duplication. And that's a problem, right? It's a problem sometimes when we are all fighting for the same eyeballs. We're fighting for... You know, I mean, you know, Bez and, and I experienced it, you know, where we, we had to, you know, I made a decision, Bez made a decision too. There's only so many hours in the day. We only have one attention span. Depending on how old we are, we are less likely to be able to effectively multitask. You've heard me say that I actually don't believe that most people can be a, effectively a part of more than, you know, than one Discord or one community, maybe two. Maybe it's different if it's yours. You can, you know, your community plus one other that you that you are a part of, but it is really, really hard. Plus, of course, we have our work life. Plus, of course, we have our family life. Plus, of course, we have a life. So when you actually look and you and you account for your hours, you shouldn't be spending an excessive amount of time in somebody else's community, unless it's really, really good for you, unless there's real demonstrable return on investment, until there's, unless there's, you know, real mental health, you know, stimulation um, and productivity, etc. 
unless these are you you know genuine like but still you know it is a unfortunately uh, it we live in a zero sum type of world where the more time you spend with one person by definition the less time you spend with another and when it comes at the expense of your own mental health or it comes at the expense of your family or your connection that's a problem but i digress for a second so how do you grow audience well first of all you know if i look again just being very uh, self effacing if that's the right word you know i'm happy with where we are you know i'm happy with um with the small group i'd like it to grow i need it to grow so now i've got to figure out how to grow well as i said the first port of call is me the first port of call what i'm going to start doing today is every day i'm going to open up a spreadsheet and i'm going to start inviting five people five people personal you know not cut and paste not you know just slide into someone's dm with a disingenuous hey it means so much to me if you'd uh, come and join me for virtual coffee by the way that works too it's it works too but i'm going to do a little bit more i'm going to just just a little bit more of a personal touch hey i don't know what you do every weekday morning between 8 and 9 but here's something that you might want to consider so let's see if that works right march 1st is tomorrow there are going to actually look at the the number of working days in march so that i can you know put myself to the task 5 10 15 20 23 how many how many new people can i personally if in fact and and by the way you know 23 um, there are 23 working days. There, that means that there are 23 collective cafes, but there are 31 days in March. So if I say 31 times 5, that's 155 invitations. 1% is 1.55. Let's call it 2. Can I get 2 new people? Can I get 2 new people out of a world of 8 billion to join? I have to believe the answer is yes. So my work is cut out. Starting starting tomorrow, but I'll, I might just get a little bit of a head start today. Plus, there are probably about, I would say from our regulars, maybe probably as much as 15 to 20. If each person, if each regular says, I'm going to try that, n- not five people every day, but I'm going to try and bring in one person, two people. Let's all go with the number two. Where might we be at the end of March? And what's in it for you? What's in it for you listening online? What's in it for you in the audience right now? Well, if you're in the audience right now, you're kind of an OG. You're, you know, you you have a little bit of an edge. You're comfortable enough to come onto stage. You're comfortable enough to lead. You've been given barrister status for the most part. And um, and you obviously come almost every day. I would say for sure, Christopher, Praxim, uh, Bez, and now Tim. And, and Shadows Pub, you're, you're not far behind. Arturo, 
you're also not far behind. You've just been away for a while, and and that happens too, by the way, which is which is another thing you have to le- like learn in the business. You actually sometimes almost have to push back against someone who does come every day. I know that sounds <clears throat> a little bit counterintuitive because you don't want to become too reliant on them. But more importantly, it's a good thing. You know, why does Praxim choose to come out every day? I don't have to ask, I don't have to answer that. He can answer that. Why does he come every day? What exactly does this it's almost like this idea of doing little mini focus groups, little one-on-ones. And there are many ways you can do that. So maybe that's, you know, note to self, number two, set up individual calls or Discord chats with each regular and ask them those questions. How did you hear about me? What made you come? Do you remember what made you come to the Collective Cafe the first time? Most importantly, why did you stay? And then you get to, is there anything that, that I can use, an insight that can actually help me to model and, and communicate to somebody else? I mean, if you think about what is a book, right? What happens with a book? You see all these endorsements on the back of the book, which reminds me that I have to, uh, I have to send uh, an endorsement um, today for a book that I was asked to provide something for. Um, so I just reminded myself. But that's all it is. You know, when you look at the back, um, Josh Burnoff, by the way, who uh, was one of the uh, authors of Groundswell with uh, Charlene Lee. Um, that's what you're seeing at the back of the book. Again, it's not always real. Sometimes people are like, the amount of times that, I mean, I've even, I've done it and I've had it done for me, which is someone goes like, just write me the endorsement. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that's what happens. It is a gaming, an element of gaming too. It's very rare that someone will actually read the entire book and then come up with a 140-character endorsement at the back. But that's all that's happening. And, you know, and again, the gaming mechanism is, imagine, you know, let's say, you know, Paris Hilton is now in the audience every day. Well, Paris Hilton uh, gets her virtual coffee from the Collective Cafe. What about you? That's just marketing. Praxim says... um, um, a Jaffe Juice superpower is your welcoming nature and style of communication. Showing up and being called out as a person, connected, greeted, and invited back is extremely powerful. Thank you. And you can't really just, you know, I suppose you can fake that, but, but consistently enough, you really can tell a person by their voice and through their voice. Showing up is, you know, maybe 80% of it the consistency, the commitment. You know, I've been asked, even like, you know, by people, why do you do it? Why do you, how many people come? Why do you keep doing it? And my answer is actually like, I get a lot out of it. For me, this is like therapy. For me, this is cathartic. For me, this, I learn something new every single time. I mean, today, uh, I have two things to take away. One is five people every day, and two is to spend some time um, with with each of you and 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 almost pick your brains, like you know, dissect, understand, 
there are many people that have been exposed to me, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And, and, and here's Glenn. He's in the audience. He said, I missed it. Damn. It's still going on. I'm typing to him. Glenn's another person. You know, Glenn was, was listening every single day to my show in the early days when everyone was stuck at home. And we would have, um, and we would have our uh, Zoom after show after every, uh, after every um, episode of Corona TV, which then became Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous. <clears throat> so if I had to summarize what I would say is, number one, remember, there are 8 billion people on this planet. All you need, all you need for the most part is 0.0001% of them. And that's 8,000. I don't even need 8,000. Glenn is saying, why am I not hearing anything? Um, thank you, Arturo. He's got to run. Uh, you're not hearing anything because you, you haven't connected, my friend, but you can't hear me right now. So I'm, I'm going to say click on Collective Cafe. See, customer service is a big part of it as well. So, oh, there he is. Well, Glenn, welcome. Remember, the PO app will be available in seven minutes and the, uh, the code is SNOWDAY, all lowercase, one word for Bez. And uh, so you can get, pick up that um, that POAP. So again, 8 billion people on this planet. You're searching for 8,000 of them. Actually not 1,000 of them. 1,000 true fans. To me, the 1,000 true fans has got to be, you've you got to like understand it, dissect it, unpack it, repack it, reframe it, customize it, make it your own. That's your goal. But within the thousand true fans, you've got to break it up again. You've got to overlay the thousand true fans with your first customers. And within, remember, your first customers is you have people that are your fans. That's another Venn diagram. But also people who just stumbled upon you and found you by luck. There were a thousand people in the audience. You said, come and join me for virtual coffee. One person said, okay, maybe I will. Don't really know you, but let's give it a whirl. And then they become hooked and they become addicted. So from 8 billion comes 8,000 comes 1,000. 1,000 actually is the number. It's not 8,000, it's 1,000. 1,000 members of Alpha Collective. Hell, you know what I would do to have 1,000 people that were... A thousand active people that were tuning in to my show live whenever I did it. At the moment, you know, I'm I'm pre-recording. I'm doing actually a pre-recording today, but I don't have a mechanism in place right now to tell people when I'm pre-recording, and that's partly intentional, just because I'm not ready to. But eventually, that's the goal. You know what I would do to just have one thousand people watching my show whenever I record it. Do you know what I would do to have a thousand people in the audience every day uh, in our collective cafe and listening online? I would say like combined. Do you know what I would do to have a thousand paying members of Alpha Collective? Thousand. 
So now my goal is to define the thousand. You see how we've come full circle. Define the thousand. Not your tar- not so much the target audience, but the thousand. Your the thousand first customers and or true fans. That's who you got to define. That's whose problem you have to solve versus the bigger one. I feel the bigger one will take care of itself if you can crack the code. But we can go one level deeper. And that one level deeper is to focus on one, one person. Praxim, Glenn, Christopher, Bez, Tim, Shadows, Arturo, Billy, Jensa, Sharon, Bruce, and keep going. Focus on one connection, one relationship. And then figure out how one becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16, and before you know it. So I'd like to almost kind of create this as a shared goal, which is can we, and being very you know transparent about it, We've looked at numbers. We've thrown a few numbers around today. But what if on April 1st, April Fool's, let's see if that's on a weekend or not because then I would be the fool. Uh, April 1st actually is a Saturday. So I would be a fool. So what about, you know, what about March 31st or, or March or April 3rd? Setting ourselves a goal of 20 Today, today with people coming in and out, we had, not including me, we had eight or nine that were actually listening live. That's another 12. Can we get another 12 people in one month? As a, as a group, as a community, can we go out and do that? Can we write the case study? I'm not going to put it all on you, and you don't put it all on me. We do it. Because this is ours. I don't own the Collective Cafe. We do. We do. Because without you, by the way, without you in the audience, now I'd still be doing it. Because I said that's what I would be doing. I said I would be just recording. And, and, and now, thanks to Bez, I still owe it to you. Now it's a podcast. But even if it wasn't a podcast, I still would have done it because of the commitment to the space and to the idea. But ultimately, without you, I'm all dressed up with nowhere to go. So I don't own this. I have the mic. But you know you can share the mic with me if you want. So this is our case study. We grow this together. And if we can grow this together, then we can also share in the spoils. We can actually share in the success. Now, I don't know about you, but do you feel more or less motivated now when you go through, when you go through that, um, that thought process? Suddenly, from 8 billion, we came up with a real number, and that number is 12. 12. 12 people. We can divide it into four weeks and say three a week. But suddenly it becomes a lot more manageable. I've always said you know, if you can count, if you can count anything on your on your two hands, on your ten fingers, on one hand, on five fingers, it becomes a lot more manageable. 
the minute that we lose count and we move from 10 fingers and maybe we include our 10 toes, this is, this is a, an insight, a kid insight. It becomes much harder for kids to even comprehend and, um, and, and be able to follow when they can't calculate or count. And they often use their fingers and toes. But once you go beyond 10 and beyond, beyond 5, beyond 10, beyond 20, it becomes a lot less manageable. Well, our goal is 20, but in order to get that, we're looking at 12. It feels a lot more manageable. Each finger, each toe represents a human being. So instead of can we get 12 more people, it's can we get another Glenn, another Christopher, another Bez, another Praxim, another Shadows Pub, etc. So let's see what we can do. And the beauty of this is... You know, April 3rd, March 31st, we report back. And we either report back with success or we report back with uh, Vince Lombardi, right? We ran out of time. Why did we run out of time? Well, maybe we were lazy. Maybe life came up. Maybe we lost focus. Maybe we forgot. Who knows? But let's see what we can do. Have an amazing Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wellness Wednesday in the Collective Cafe. The PO app is live right now, at least it should be, uh, using code SNOWDAY. And uh, I'll have the show out probably in the next hour or two. Um, Always interested to see what the AI show notes uh, look like and how accurate uh, they are or became. Uh, Take care, everyone, and see you tomorrow. Bye. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Steve Turney hosts a great podcast geared toward mental health marketers called The Boost. Steve, tell listeners what you cover on the show. The Boost is our podcast, and the tagline is conversations with people promoting mental health, and that's what it is. So it's marketers, company executives, therapists, and mental health advocates talking about what they're doing to move this industry and this important thing called mental health forward. Amazing. And where can people subscribe? I'm big on LinkedIn, so you can find us there, just uh, slash Steve Turney, or you can find the show at marketingpodcasts.net. Or search for The Boost wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.